0: Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 14 of the What If Project podcast. And I am your co-host, Rain. And I am your co-host, Tracy. Tracy and I are two curious moms who are investing in ourselves by way of our passions. Our goal is to build a lifestyle that supports our family systems by replacing those current activities in our lives that aren't well aligned with our personal values. We're building a business that's premised on sharing everything that we're doing with you. So whether you're interested in the strategies that we're using on the business side or the content that's coming out of our passion modules, we are establishing productive ways for us to give you a window into exactly what we're doing. And I don't know about you, Tracy, but I'm sort of excited because our last module, a goal setting module, and this one, which is sort of a dual effort module, uh, but we're calling the work from home module. Both of those have really been sort of transitional pieces to get us to the point where what we're putting out on the front and what we're doing on the back are totally synced up. Right now we are working on our work from home module. We'll get into some details in a minute, but to sort of like ease ourselves into it, we thought we might do a little bit of a game. So Tracy, never have I ever used my work break to do chores in the house so that by the end of the day, I feel like completely and totally spent. (laughs) Um, I would say hashtag
1: goals. I really wish I was using my work breaks, but I'm not, I don't, that doesn't exist for me right now, but I will often switch laundry, start laundry. I don't like washing the dishes, so I don't do that, that somebody
0: else in my house gets to do
1: that. But yeah, I, I need more breaks so I can do that.
0: I call them work breaks, but really it's just an opportunity for me to get away from my computer for a few minutes. But when I stand up because I'm in my house, I feel like I have all of these other responsibilities and I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. You know, like people in the office, I'm sure take a five minute break to go get a drink of water. So like, why Mm -hmm. not swap my laundry? I feel like that is a, a fairly common experience where we are multitasking in a way that, We still feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and being productive and trying to be on top of everything and do it all. And it's probably not the healthiest behavior. If I'm not careful, I will literally sit for three or four hours straight, which
1: is really, really bad for you in so many ways. terrible Mm -hmm. for your circulation system. It's terrible for your mental health to never like, it's terrible for your eyes to keep staring at a computer screen those many hours. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. Your turn. Never have I ever peed
0: while on a zoom call. (laughs) I assume you mean you left the call to like scoot to the bathroom or like you actually took your device into the bathroom with you. You're still on the call. Gotcha. So no, I, 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 really have not done that, but I have left the call running while I like while I ran up to the bathroom because I thought, okay, nobody's going to need me for the next few minutes so I can scoot in and out. <laughs> I have done that, but I but I have never actually brought my device. I try really hard, truthfully. I try really, really hard not to do any of that on my phone. I do get notifications on my phone for email and Teams, and I actually have been really debating with myself whether or not I'm going to take that off my phone. I think one of the greatest underused things is
1: turning off notifications. Like it's a great Mm -hmm. tool to have on when you need it to be on, but it's also, (laughs) um, it's really powerful to turn it off Mm -hmm. when it's not needed.
0: Definitely. Okay. Tracy, never have I ever completely lost my stuff in the middle of the work day and kept rage working while vocalizing my frustration in my empty house at the same time in a way that I would never be able to get away with if I were actually in an office. <laughs> <laughs> never have I ever done that.
1: Ne- never. How about you?
0: <laughs>
1: so my children are homeschooled and so uh, I'm never really like by myself. Um, so mm-hmm. even when I'm working, my kids are still around. So have I ever completely lost my stuff? Yes. Unfortunately for me, when I get really upset, the first thing I do is cry. And mm-hmm. so I'm a, a mad crier. On a semi-regular occurrence, my kids will walk through and be like, what's wrong with you? And like, mm. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm. So yeah, no, not so many outbursts. But my family can definitely tell from my attitude and my actions of whether or not things have gone well
0: during calls and meetings. So, no rage working for you. No,
1: not really. Or <laughs> crying, rage crying. So, cheers to all you criers out there. We hear you. We see you. We hear you. you. Absolutely. Okay, one more, Tracy. It's you. Never have I ever changed clothes while on a Zoom
0: call. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Tracy, girl, you better, you're going to be one of those memes one day where like you forget to turn your camera off or something and like we see all your business.
1: So just FYI, so both of my, the, the tingle question and the changing clothes, those are calls. Those are not like, those are cameras off voice only calls. Mm -hmm. I am uh, very thankful for AirPods and Mm -hmm. the ability to be Mm -hmm. mobile at times, because while I don't typically, I might not do a chore some of the meetings that I sit through are, are long and boring and really don't have a whole lot to do with me. If I know I need to get ready to go somewhere, I'll just get ready. I'll, you know, wash my face. I'll like change mm-hmm. clothes, get ready and use that time. To me, that's a wise use of time. Cause I'm still listening, you know, like work from home. Like I expect so much out of myself, um, in that multitasking arena. And then that, that So much so that if I just do a singular activity, like just listen to a meeting, I feel like I'm slacking off, which is such bullcrap. So Mm -hmm. I've, you know, tried to like manage that by, you know what, I'm I'm listening
0: to this. I'm actively listening, but I can go and do the the thing I need to do. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that is very different too, in the way that you and I work from home. I have a handful of meetings every week that are kind of established on my calendar. And if there's a special project that comes up that I'm supporting, then I will have additional meetings kind of get rolled in. But for the most part, I'm a, I'm a very independent worker. One of the challenges that I personally face is that I'm very solitary. I have peers who are on site and they, we communicate regularly, but it's almost completely transactional. So then it's short and to the point, you are very well integrated into a number of teams and you're, you're a manager of those teams and you have client side things that you do. So Mm -hmm. I completely support my team and then my team supports the client the way that you are forced to communicate is different. So maybe that's why you are taking your phone wherever you go. And- <laughs> yeah, no, because I'm like, it's
1: 1159 and I'm just finishing up one meeting and I'm jumping on another meeting at, at noon. Yeah. And yeah. Like that's, that's a pretty, pretty regular occurrence. That, see, running that up sounds against like a, a nightmare.
0: Yeah, yeah. That it, sounds like a nightmare to me. It sucks. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> I believe you wholeheartedly. Okay. So we're going to talk about Quick and easy tips on how to make working from home a little bit easier, a little bit better. So my three tips are number one, and this is probably a tip that you have no interest in Tracy. (laughs) But my tip is if you are if you do work fairly solitarily like I do, find a way to bring human voices into your environment. So not only am I by myself in my office and pretty disconnected from my team, but my family is gone all day long. My children are in school and my husband is out in the world. So for me, I'm just sitting in a super quiet box. So I try to do things like if I know I'm going to have meetings. Um, or if I'm gonna be doing something that requires a lot of conversation, then I'll just turn on a radio station very, very softly so that I just hear human voices. If I'm doing something that doesn't require as much kind of mental focus, then I might listen to like an audio book or something like that. So find a way to incorporate human voices into your environment. Second, I would just encourage you to move your body, <laughs> like get out of your chair. If you can leave your office, if you can leave your house, like try to go on a walk, try to move around. If nothing else, just try to stand up every hour and just shake out your limbs. As you you know, spoke to earlier, Tracy, it's really important. It's bad for you to just sit here and stare at your system and it's so easy to do. And it's so easy to just go from the bedroom, to the bathroom, to the kitchen, to the office, to the bathroom, to the kitchen, to the office, like all day long. Literally there are days I've tracked my steps and it's like 700 steps. <laughs> for the day, because all I'm doing is wandering around in my house. And on those days, I'm probably not even getting up from my desk very often. So find a way to move third, ask for what you're owed as a work from home employee, as a remote worker, I'm buying my own paper, I'm buying my own pens. I'm using my own ink. I'm using my own printer. I bought my own chair. I bought my own desk. They did give me a computer. But part of the reason why they gave me a computer is there are like some serious security issues as part of my job. But otherwise, it's all me. And there are costs associated with being an employee that as a remote worker, your company is benefiting from the fact that you are not sucking Mm -hmm. out those resources. So how about you, Tracy? I need some
1: office supplies. I know. Um, Okay. This is something I've been doing for a really long time, and I do find it extremely helpful is to use a timer. I manage a lot of different projects for different clients, and so... A lot of times I feel like that that can very easily get out of balance, and so using a timer and just setting it for 30 minutes, whether that's on your phone or a kitchen timer whatever it is. Um, and kind of like that whole like set your alarm clock but put it on the other side of the room, if you can put make the timer say like on the stove in the kitchen. where you actually have to physically get up and go turn it off is even more helpful because it makes you break that cycle of work so like nope i'm going to give you 30 minutes of my attention what I get done is what I get done and then i'm going to go over here and i'm going to give this an hour of attention and then you know and kind of work in those secular patterns so set a timer the other thing that is the separation of work and home to be very clear about you know this is work and this is home to me it's one of the pitfalls of working from home is is that definition of space a lot of people don't even have a dedicated office space or that office space is also a shared space with Say like the laundry room or uh, you know, it, it's the home gym/slash office. I've got a bad habit of spreading thing out on our dining room table right now. And so that's a habit I'm looking to break and put all of that away out of sight. I do not want to see it past four thirty, five 5 o'clock, whatever the time is. And then because that's my dining table with for my family. So that's tip number two. And tip number three is manage expectations. So If my coworkers, my boss, if I give them that I can multitask four things at one time and be able to produce all of this stuff in eight hours time, they're going to continue to expect that. And I don't think that that's a realistic expectation, just because you can do do it doesn't mean that you should. And I'm not saying like do less than what you're capable of, but it's not a healthy, sustainable practice. And it's also setting up really bad expectations because. Mm -hmm when you finally kind of burn the candle at both ends and you're tapped out you can't keep doing that
0: okay tracy how about do you have a productivity tool that you like to use now i know you talked about your timer and i actually really love the idea of putting it in a like a space where you have to get up like your microwave timer or something that's a really good one i'm gonna i'm gonna use that but do you have some other kind of tool that you use on your desk that just kind of helps you get your job done Yeah, so I actually already alluded to it and my absolute favorite
1: slash best tool that I own are my earphones are AirPods, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of ocular device. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And here's the reason why. Uh, I mean, the AirPods are great because I can move around. So whether they're connecting to my computer or to my phone, Mm -hmm. which is great because I do use Zoom on my phone if I need to or Teams if I need to. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um but the other reason why I like to use headphones is because for a long time I didn't and so I would unfortunately was getting into these meetings and I wasn't like the center of the debate but I was in these meetings and they got they were getting really hostile and ugly and words were being spoken that were streaming into my home that were really negative and mm-hmm. the sentiment was very volatile and so mm-hmm. It, I really felt like even after the meeting was over, the day was over, like that energy was like coming into my home mm-hmm. and I was allowing it like an open door. And so my, you know, my kids could overhear it. I mean, there was cussing involved. I mean, it was like not professional. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And so I made the conscious decision. Like I had to put a roadblock there. Like you mm-hmm. do not get to bring this crap into my home. Mm -hmm. you do not have access to that. Like this is where I draw the line. And the Mm -hmm. way that I do the line is I I plug in the earphones. Mm -hmm. And so the furthest that it goes is my ears. That's Mm it. It's not going any further. And it's not, it's not allowed to permeate into my home
0: environment. Sure. So one of the things that I keep is I keep puzzles on my desk. You know, like I have a color Sudoku that I use. I have story dice. So if I'm struggling to solve a problem, if I'm struggling sometimes to change my attitude about something. Um, just It just gives me a way to break whatever pattern that my thoughts have gotten themselves into. And then when I go back to whatever it is that I'm doing, because I have deliberately shifted the way that my thoughts are processing via those tools, a lot of times I find that I, that I'm just, I will see something different on my screen. Like if I've been looking at it for two days, it doesn't matter. I will actually see something different.
1: That's such a great idea. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever done that before. That is a really, really good idea.
0: Okay. Tracy, is there something that you have found or discovered or just paid more attention to that do you think you'll use moving forward? And we're talking specifically on the work
1: from home side.
0: Yes. Specifically there.
1: Um, yes. I don't like it, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: a surprise. No. <laughs> okay,
1: mm. okay. I, that wasn't that wasn't a surprise. But um, no, but maybe it really reconfirmed it, like yeah. deliberately. Well, I mean, I do love working from home, and, and what what I was reminded of is looking back on the five six years I've been doing this. Is there was a sweet spot? So for me, there was this time where the, you know, was making an income that was, I I was really happy with, and it was, it was making a difference in our lifestyle and our home. But at the same time, I did not have like the weight of responsibilities and the, you know, more like nine to 10 hours a day that I have now. So there was, I realized like where I am sitting right now is very out of balance. And, and it, and I say it's out of balance for me personally. like it it might work just fine for
0: somebody else. But for me, Tracy, it is. I am out of balance. Gotcha. Our company is primarily, I think on site workers, they do a lot of like once a month, they'll do a lunch because we always have a company meeting once a month. And so on site, they provide lunch before that meeting. So 12 times a year. And I've been them, with them for five years. So we're talking about 60 lunches <laughs> that have sort of coming on. And that's not something that I'm a participant in, which is okay. I'm not there, but I'm eating tuna sandwich and they're eating Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, I would rather have Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, But that's not how it is everywhere. You know, there are companies that have pretty well established policies in place for remote workers, like to help them kind of offset some of that discrepancy. So I think for me, I, I feel pretty moved to like some advocacy on that part. I don't even know how many remote workers there are in our company. So I think I'm going to go in and I'm going to ask my company to give me some information about how many people and all that sort of stuff. And I'm going to open up a line of communication about, hey, guys, have you thought about these things and just sort of provide them with some information and say, if you really want to be competitive, you know, moving forward, if these values that you say are the values that you hold across the board, then I think you guys should really look into some of this stuff. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That that's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and we'll see, you know, they might say, well, it's not as advantageous to us as you think it might be. And that's okay. Like, you know, that's their right to do, but, but that's what, that's, what's come out of it for me. So I'm kind of excited about that because that feels real. No. And there's such, like you said, like the workplace
1: happiness, it does include you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Hey guys, you guys are eating, you know, Chick-fil-A lunch. You had to shell out, you know, $10 a head to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: send me a $10 Grubhub. Yeah. You and know- you know, it's, <laughs> Well, and yeah, well, yeah, why not? I mean, or like, how about once a quarter or twice a year, a Papa John's carter? Like, I mean, who, like, it doesn't even have to be anything major. It doesn't even have to be if you're averaging $3.30 for each employee per lunch. Like, I don't even want that. (laughs) I just want, like, like, hey you're an employee and you're also eating lunch so how can I include you in this in this thing that I'm doing for my employees because I think there really is a very out of sight out of mind and I don't think it's intentional I actually on the larger scale
1: of just kind of like corporate America I think I disagree with you I think there is a lot of intentionality I think they've realized they can actually save a whole lot of money um by not having everything from the the electricity on You're Mm -hmm. not flushing their toilet. You're not using their, you know. Internet. Yeah, I mean, all of the things, you're not using their toner. You're Mm -hmm. not grabbing a pen out of the supply closet. There are advantage to them to not having onsite employees or a reduction of onsite employees. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of offices closing and only opening, you know, like twice a week or something. And I'm like, oh my God, they're saving so much money not having
0: that, that, that overhead. So, I literally have come across a statistic in the last day that says uh, conservative estimates are that if a company were to transition an employee to only a half time remote situation, they save an average of $11,000 annually. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, it's just massive. And, you know, and okay. So, I'm totally geeked out by this. I'm going to say it. I might cut it. But so the other thing is, one of the like one of the cost savings that's so like integral to the company right it is it is the toilet flushing and the electricity and you know all that kind of stuff but you know it's reduced absenteeism because if i am at home <laughs> the whole time covid-19 was happening and my kids were also at home i wasn't having to call out of work I was split in my focus in a different way, but my kids are older. So like I wasn't even having to homeschool them and work, which I know that was totally a benefit (laughs) and a privilege to me. But the other thing is better disaster preparedness or emergency preparedness, (laughs) right? And so I'm like, well, yeah, of course, because you're already set up. During hurricane Florence, I was without power at my house for nine days. I was back to work on like day three or four because we had we had like a deadline that had to be met. I am a single point of failure employee. If I'm not doing my job, no one else is doing it. And there were things that I had to do in order for my team to met, meet this deadline. I was working with a little hotspot that I personally owned and paid for and my generator. I had my generator, like I had my system plugged into an extension cord that was plugged into my generator. That's how I was doing it. Yeah. But, but I was like, I could do it. Like I had all of my equipment. I could do all of that stuff, but I'm like, but that was not a system that was supported by your company. No, you
1: provided that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And similarly, I, I relocated for -hmm. the purpose during hurricane Florence. Right. So because so many of, of my clients are on the beaches of North Carolina Mm -hmm. and knowing this was going to be, it was shaping up to be catastrophic to them. And I needed to reposition myself Mm
0: -hmm. to be able
1: to support them, which means I had needed to leave North Carolina, which again, yes, that was a personal choice, but I paid that bill. I drove in my vehicle with my gas to Tennessee, you know, I was gone for two and a half, three weeks uh, away from home hmm. Nobody ever said, Oh, well, here, let me reimburse you for that. Um, you know, right. so I, I see that. And I think that's like a, a really important conversation to have because I do believe that I, I do believe corporate America when they can, when they see an ability to save massive amounts of money, they are going to do it and they will do whatever they have to 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 continue that system, Mm -hmm. Um, even to the detriment of the employees. Unfortunately, I mean, today's Mm -hmm. a great example. I don't feel great today. If I were in an office, I would not be going into work today. Right. I had two meetings that were on the books and in the morning. And if I had to do those meetings in person, I would have just been like, no, I can't. I would not be there. But guess
0: what? I was there. And not only that Tracy, but the policies right now of companies are not are don't come in. Do not come in and do your job if you're an on-site person if you're not feeling well. If you're at home, sure, you can still do your job. Why not? Like who cares if you feel good or you don't feel good? Now granted, because companies now are a little bit more agile, I mean there probably are like opportunities for people in certain positions to bring their home with, their work home with them. but that's not everybody's case. Right. When I really should have been like laying on the couch and sipping
1: a cup of green tea. Like that's mm-hmm. really what it should have been or just not even have gotten out of bed. That's probably the best would have been the best thing for my body. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I would have needed to use some PTO. And I felt compelled. Mm-hmm. Because all I had because to do, you're at home. And I am I can I can stay in my pajamas and mm-hmm. just wander over to the laptop and log in. Um, and I yeah. did. But that's what you know what? That's what why we're working on this thing.
0: Yes. Right now. Actively. That's that's exactly right, Tracy. So we're trying to find ways to follow our passions to extract ourselves from these systems that we're involved with that are not supporting our values that are not supporting our families. That's exactly what we're trying to do. And we're trying to be transparent. Like we want to show you, hey guys, this is what we're doing. Like this is how we're building our business component. So if you wanna learn about that, come listen to us on the podcast and we'll feed it out a little bit, you know, on the website. Or if you're just interested in our passions in the same way that we are, hey, guess what? We've got content for you too. This is what we want to share with you. Like we want to share both of those things. And so that was really the dual nature of this module, right? That we're doing right now. The work from home was the front-end content. The business building was kind of the back-end content. Some of the things that we were talking about were, you know, when are the best times to post and that kind of stuff. We found some ways to keep ourselves less busy, but more efficient and more productive in what we were doing. So we're testing some of that, especially um, with Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, we're working on our website. So, we'll be able to put some content over there, and that content will be able to really support the full spectrum of what we're doing. So, we'll be able to talk about the business stuff, we'll be able to talk about the passion stuff. It'll just be super well integrated in a way. Right now, we don't have a comprehensive space, that will be our comprehensive space. So, the other thing we have done too is we went ahead and opened our Patreon account. Patreon, in a nutshell, is really just a way for our super fans people who are just like really moved in their hearts to somehow like support us and help us along the way. It's, it's almost like a subscription and there are additional features that we will offer through Patreon that won't be publicly available. Those are going to evolve like everything else and they'll be different I'm sure along the way, but we are gonna have to set some benchmarks for that. So how have you felt about the module process as it's established right now? I first think we did a really good job
1: of hammering out a module that was very succinct. You know, was it was well defined. We have said this before. Rain typed out all of those notes, and we had two views of those notes. You had the host view and the participant view. So very easy to kind of transition between the two, for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> I was kept looking at my host notes trying to make like, what am I supposed to be doing this week? And and then Rain's like, "Uh, you have participant notes. I was like, oh crap, where did I put them? So I had (laughs) had them printed out there. We just were not in the same place. So definitely like making that transition, there's definitely for next time, there's just some really small practical things like mentally shifting your mind from host to participant, which I don't think I did a good job of that. And then we kind of went into talking about using that participant space in a way to recap more on the, the hosting that came previous Mm -hmm. and trying to pull out material from that to create a sustainable product, like create something, whether it's an, an ebook or a worksheet or whatever the case may be. Something. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, the product idea has has come about even in the last three weeks it's come about as we've been engaged in these modules how can we make them better how can we make them serve our purposes when our purposes are building a lifestyle that gets us away from these other systems which that means we have to find a way to make money And so that's why we're building the business. But the business is almost one thing. And then these items are another. We really do have all these puppets going (laughs) like these different ways. You know, you talk about the spinning plates. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot going on and I think it's been, we knew it was a big idea to start. And so, you know, the dialing in here, dialing in, it's, it's almost like everything else. So I write programs, right? I write scripts for tasks and the data sets that I use are massive and so sometimes my team comes to me and they're like okay we're trying to figure this out but we don't really know what's going on with the problem we just kind of have an idea that there's a problem sometimes it really is just okay solve the biggest problem and then the next biggest problem and then the next so you, you know like you really sort of funnel everything down and i feel like that's sort of what we have done is we've started in august and we were just like, okay, this is what we want to do. We know it needs to be a business and we know we want to do what we want to do. <laughs> but, you know, really sort of getting to the nuts. And I feel like that's where we are now. I feel like we've discovered our little squirrel stash. And like now we're like, we're stuffing our cheeks and ready to go. <laughs> and we're still pretty squirrely,
1: you know, like at the same time. <laughs> squirrels. Yes. I mean, we're we're definitely like, but yes, I agree. I think we are niching down, which mm-hmm. we we knew needed to happen when we we i mean i felt in my course from day one like that it would happen but i didn't know at what pace or when or even what it would niche down to mm-hmm. but i knew that it would i knew mm-hmm. that if we got in the vein in the process and we just started and mm-hmm. we, we took the next right step
0: that mm-hmm. it would come This concludes episode 14 of the What If Project podcast. You may have noticed that Tracy and I were on a real roll in this episode. In order to keep our commitment to you of keeping our episodes relatively short, we've decided to split this recording into two. So episode 15 of the What If Project podcast will be airing this Friday, February 11th. Episode 15 is a continuation of this episode and contains additional details about the business decisions that we've made along the way, as well as an unexpected new development that Tracy and I are really excited about. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.